This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. And welcome, everybody, to episode 90 of the Animaniacast. Oh, Flavio, darling, a baby of our own. Just look at him. Let's call him Alfredo. Goo. A small, very small goo. So he's petite, but he's our little boy. You are right, my light bulb of love. Now our little universe has expanded to three. Goo, and take me to my money. And welcome once again to the Animaniacast. We are the only podcast out there that's dedicated to the animated television series, Animaniacs. And here we explore the series episode by episode, talking about all the cultural references and gags that we can possibly find. And in the end, we give each episode a water tower rating. I am Joey. Hello. And joining me once again is my brother, Nathan. Uh, I love chicken. <laughs> Joining us from across the country in Georgia, it's Kelly. Hello. Hey, everybody. Um, well, today we are discussing episode 90 of Animaniacs. Um, it includes Pitter Patter of Little Feet, Mindy in Wonderland, and Ralph's Wedding. And it's also the last time we see... The hip hippos, Mindy and Buttons, uh, and well, we still we still see Ralph some more. But let me ask you guys: if someone were to ask you about episode ninety, what would you tell them, Nathan? It's like a dream come true, or <laughs> something. It's a it's a recurring theme. <laughs> there are dreams in this thing. Lots, pretty much every segment is a dream. Alrighty, <laughs> and <laughs> and Kelly, what about you? There was Wonderland, but there were no spinning teacups. Ooh, that's mm. that's going to affect the water tower rating. I'm, <laughs> I'm afraid. Now, if it did have spinning teacups, I think it would be safe to say it would automatically get five. Maybe. Okay. I well, mean, well, okay. you know, they they have to look like the ones from the ride, though. Okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. It has to be on model teacups. Because okay. when I saw that this was a Wonderland based episode, I was like, oh, this is their moment, but. No, nope, they dropped the ball. Oh, darn it. Well, Nathan, tell us, when did they drop the ball? When did this episode <laughs> first I premiere? You, I can tell you exactly when they dropped this ball. It was uh, Saturday, November 16th, 1996. Um, of course, this was the season four finale of Animaniacs. Uh, everybody get up. It's time to slam now. We got a real jam going because this came out one day after Space Jam. And also the English patient. Um, it was also two days after the North American release of Tomb Raider. Uh, also one week before the release of movies Star Trek First Contact and Jingle All the Way. Uh, Jingle All the Way. <laughs> Jingle All the Way. And less than a week after the release of Eminem's debut album, Infinite. Ooh. <laughs> We're just about to meet Eminem, huh? I know. Yeah. Jingle All the Way, but oh. <laughs> you knew it was not a good movie just based on what people were saying about it. 
Well, I, I remember on Conan O'Brien, they would constantly have those. Remember those little heads that would talk? Um, the, they, the lips would move, but it would be like Robert <laughs> Smigel behind the thing. And whenever they had uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, for years afterwards, they would always have his character and he would be uh, talking about his hit movie, Jingar Olivier. In Austria, if there's only one doll left in a store... One doll left in a store, uh-huh. You are not allowed to fight over it with Sinbad. <laughs> Instead, the government decides who gets it. That's why Austria will never produce an all-time holiday smash hit comedy like Gigolo Day. But Jake Lloyd, Anakin Skywalker. Oh, he's bless in his Jing- heart. Yeah, he's in Anakin. That poor guy. I hope he's doing all right. He's been he's had some real tough times lately. Yeah, I haven't heard anything from him lately, which I mean maybe a good thing. Yeah, I agree. I think it might be the for the best that he just kind of gets some of the help that he needs. Um, to, to get healthy again. So that's good for Jake Lloyd, I hope. Uh, but, uh, yeah, some of the other things going on. Tomb Raider, I did see that in the theater and don't really remember much of it. I <laughs> oh, thought the, it was this cool. was the video game, though. Oh, this yeah. is just the game. I thought that was kind of yeah. really for the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I don't know. I saw the, first the time. movie and I was like, mm, meh. I didn't see the new I've, I've The new movie looked okay, but. Yeah. I thought, well, I mean, I, I, there wasn't a huge buzz about it, so I mean, I don't, I don't think people really loved it or hated it, and, mm-hmm. and it, yeah, I mean, it just, I, I like the actress. I think she's great in almost anything she's in, but it, the story just didn't grab me. Mm. And um, yeah, so but the video game, I do remember that boy. There was a lot of uh, boys at my high school ogling after <laughs> after a pixelated Laura Croft. It was very, mm-hmm. it was a weird time. Where it's like, look at this boxy figure. Isn't she good looking? It's like, not really. What's what? going? <laughs> it was apparently all just a mistake. Like they they put the code in wrong, and her boobs came really big. Oh really? Like, all right, good enough. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but um, and what was the other thing? Oh yeah, Space Jam. I've never seen Space Jam all the way through. What they're Are making, they making a, sequel. a sequel? Yeah. <laughs> they just announced it like last week or two weeks ago or something like that. Thanks. I know that it, well. I know that a lot of our listeners are fans of Space Jam, and I know that like uh, some of the people who worked on Animaniacs, like Kirk Tingblad, worked on Animaniacs as well, or worked on Space Jam. That is, um, so I don't know. It's just I think it wasn't. I wasn't in my demographic by the time it came out. I was never. I've never been a sports it's a fan. Sports movie. Ugh. Yeah, I've never been a sports fan for the but most Looney part. Looney Tunes. Yeah, whatever. I mean, yeah, I always kind of compared it to Roger Rabbit. Yeah. Uh, my mind and i was like well it's not as good as roger rabbit but it's like it's not supposed to be roger rabbit it's just looney tunes yeah and it's certainly it's certainly not as bad as following ones like looney tunes back in action which i heard was even worse so (laughs) space jam is a classic by today's stand by that standard i suppose when the world's greatest athlete michael jordan teams up with the world's best loved cartoon character bugs bunny you won't believe your eyes Pardon me, Mr. Jordan. Could I have your auto, auto, your John Hancock? What's going on here? We need your help! You heard of the dream team? Well, we're the mean team. Ready? Yeah! Done. Yeah. You kick it in here. You go to the hole and dominate. We own defense. Oh, yeah. Whoa, 
I don't play defense. Warner Brothers presents Jordan, Bucks, Bunny, Special Delivery. Together, they just might save the world. Space Jam. You've never seen anything like it. <laughs> well, well, before we get to our discussion of today's uh, quick episodes, we did have a new uh, uh, variable verse, and this was High Octaney. And they're drinking coffee in a in a coffee shop, which I am just finished a big cup of coffee myself, so I could have the energy to get through today's recording at the end of a day. Um, yeah, Wacko doesn't like his coffee that much, but I certainly I like coffee. What do you guys? Coffee's awesome. Yeah, Nathan, you don't like coffee though, do you? Eh. <laughs> I drink coffee when I need to drink coffee, and. uh as the older I get, the more and more coffee I need, I find. So <laughs> it's supposed to actually be healthy for you. I mean, at least th- this week it's good for you. I don't know about next week. Yeah, we'll see. It, it also it has to be just normal coffee, no sweetener, no cream, no you know none of that stuff, and it's good for you. <laughs> it's like uh you know just stronger, really strong tea, I suppose, in a way, right? Well, anyway, let's go ahead and get to our discussion of the first segment, and that is. Pitter patter of little feet. This is Maurice Lamarche, the voice of the brain, and you are listening to the Animaniacast. And Pitter patter of little feet was written by Lynn Hunter, Enrique May, and Adu Payton, and it was directed by Adu Payton. And Kelly, tell us what happens here in Pitter patter of little feet. There's a stork, and he drops off a baby, and I guess he thinks he's dropping off the baby with the Rockefellers, but instead he's delivered it to the hip hippos. Flavio and Marita get this little baby, who's Rain, <laughs> which is really cute, and um, he's got a little hat on and everything, and um, they are so excited because they have a new baby, and they call him Alfredo. Which sounds like just like something I would name a stuffed animal or something. <laughs> so um, they they take him to the doctor. He gets weighed and gives this given this huge vaccination, like the one meant for a hippo, because the doctor apparently can't tell the difference between a mouse and a hippo, which is kind of worrisome. <laughs> this won't hurt a bit. Then they go back home and Brain sees on the TV that the Rockefellers actually got a baby, but it's a hippo. So he realizes that there was a mix-up, obviously. And um, then he starts to try to escape. And um, and they keep feeding him so that he would gain some weight because apparently, you know, he's really underweight for hippo obviously because he's not a hippo he's a mouse alfredo looks healthier already then the stork comes back and the stork gives flavio and marita their little hippo baby and then takes the takes brain back to the rockefeller home he's left in the care of the servants who seem to be scarier than anything and then he wakes up, and it's a nightmare. But Pinky then informs him that they've gotten a delivery, and it's the Rockefeller baby. Right? 
wake up! I was dreaming? Oh, Pinky, you wouldn't believe what a nightmare I had. Point? Oh, it must have been a doozy, Brain. Oh, oh, a delivery came for you. It's the Rockefeller baby. Can we keep him? (laughs) (laughs) And now it's kind of like uh, two mice and a baby. Oh, yeah. It's like a spin-off. They should have done that instead of Pinky and uh, Elmira and the Brain. It should have been uh, Pinky, the Rockefeller baby, and the Brain. That was <laughs> a, an interesting combo. Um, well, there we go. And, of course, uh, I don't know. Did we mention the Brain's, you know, incentive for all this? I, why he wanted to, to – why he was a, a dressed up as a baby to begin with? Well, of course, it's to try to take over the world. Of course. He has to get all the money from the Rockefellers. As soon as I lay my hands on my trust, I'm out of here to take over the world. There's some references to to TV shows like Mr. Rogers and some Barney stuff going on. Uh, The brain also, at one point, starts saying, Attica, Attica. Attica, Attica, let me out! And that's uh, in reference to, well, there was an Attica prison riot in the 70s. And then there was a movie with Al Pacino called Dog Day Afternoon, which I'm not quite sure if I've seen or not, seen it or not. But, you know, there's that. But I guess the the main thing that's similar to other stuff is really just the premise of the stork taking the baby to the wrong house. And there were two cartoons that i could really think of that were like this uh number one was uh the apes of wrath which is when bugs bunny got put with a uh um a family of apes a family of gorillas oh your daddy kiss your son daddy scared me stop scaring the baby Gee, this promises to be fun. Eh, so I'll be a monkey. The other one was when Sylvester, uh, the cat, was given a uh, a mouse as a baby. A mouse? A mouse? Oh, he calls me Mama. Isn't he cute? Cute? He's delicious. <gasps> Sylvester, how could you? After all, he's just a baby. Even if he is a mouse, he's ours. Yours and mine? You're a gambling woman. What do you take? Heads or tails? <gasps> A fine thing. I've become the father of a breakfast. And that one was called A Mouse Divided. And I re- both of those cartoons are just so hilarious because, uh, it, particularly because the, the father character, either whether it's Sylvester or the gorilla, uh, really get pummeled a lot in those cartoons. And they're, and they're pretty funny. And this one has a lot of pummeling too, except instead of the father getting hurt, it's of course the baby brain is getting hurt the most. Oh yeah, and inst- yeah. and instead of the stork <laughs> getting uh like in the original ones, the stork was always drunk. And he goes, "I'm sorry. Here you go, Mrs. Gorilla." And he hiccup. And Mel Blank, my goodness, that guy could do the best hiccups in the world. This place is as good as any. 
What's the difference? A baby's a baby. It's the environment that molds them. Congrats. Congratulations, madam. You're a mother. I really, really love those original cartoons. They were really great. But what were some of the moments that you guys uh, liked about this one? Uh, Nathan, let's start with you. Um, I liked when Brain was trying to get out of the his little crib, even though he could just walk out. Like the <laughs> he's trying to figure out how to escape his cage or whatever. It's actually just a, a crib, um, and the bars are so wide that he could just walk out. But he's like, no, I figured it out. So he gets his rope and he bungees out of it. And, you know, I just thought that was ridiculous. <laughs> Why slingshot yourself out when you just crawl out? Um, some genius he is. <laughs> I guess he's insane. There we go. That's it. He's not he's not the genius. He's insane. That's it. <laughs> uh, he's insane for power or whatever you want to call it. I don't know. Uh, Kelly, what about you? What were some moments in this that you liked? I thought it was funny when they were like changing his diaper and baiting him and stuff. And he just was, I don't remember exactly what he said, but you know, it was sort of to the extent of, uh, you know, the indignity or something like that. And, um, I liked his little hat. Sophomoric, corpulent, packy cerebral aristocrats. You are imposters. I demand to be taken to the Rockefellers immediately. Odd. The vocabulary he's learning from Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. Oh, it's just baby gibberish. They can't understand what he's saying, so therefore it's baby gibberish, you know. Maurice LaMarche just has some fantastic screams and, and you know, he really makes this uh, cartoon quite funny. Mm-hmm. Ah! you, darling. Do you have the rinse water? Un momento, my sugar blob. I don't think it would have been as funny if it was anybody other than the brain. As or the if baby. it was an actual baby. Yeah, of course, yes. <laughs> this cartoon would not be funny if it was an actual baby. <laughs> but it was nice to see that Marita and Flavio actually did get a baby at the end. They got their yeah. they got their actual hippo baby, and as far as we know, I suppose they just uh, were happy uh, family afterwards, right? They just had their baby. Yeah, and- that's why they have no more shows. They're just they're just. Nothing interesting, you know, just, you know, typical family, you know, raising a a baby hippo. That's all. They already had two birds and now a baby. They're very busy. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but overall, I thought it was one of the, maybe, I don't know, it might have been the best Hip Hippos cartoon that we've seen so far, perhaps. And we could do a round two of Hip Hippos cartoons. Yeah, we'll have to get that going before we wrap up our uh, (laughs) series discussion. Don't see why those Warner brats can't tease their own commercials. The kids of the 70s and 80s are all grown up, but the good times of childhood don't have to end. Our generation can share the fun and fandom of our youth with the next generation and bring the past into the future. And wrap it all up to make a fantastic present. Join Jedi Schwa and Shaz Bazaar every Monday morning to get your work week started by reminiscing about the past and exploring the future with your earbuds on Techno Retro Dads. So find us on iTunes, Facebook, Twitter, or on RetroZap.com. Part of the RetroZap Network. 
Hey, Robert, why should people listen to another retro gaming podcast? I mean, our cast, David, we do have to keep this short, you know. Yes, well, I guess we should start with the fact we celebrate old school video games. And we have awesome guests and game giveaways. Don't forget that. Plus our game show and your favorite segment, Random Select. <sighs> Don't remind me. Are we done yet? Listen to our cast, another retro gaming podcast, part of RetroZap.com. Finally, back to my beer. Hey, this is Tom Ruger, and you're listening to the Animaniacast. Well, let's go ahead and move on to our next cartoon, and this is called Mindy in Wonderland. And Mindy in Wonderland was written by Nick Dubois, and it was directed by Charles Visser. Visser. I'm never going to pronounce that name correctly. I'm just going to move on. Nathan, tell us what happens here in Mindy in Wonderland. All right. Well, so uh, Mindy and Buttons are hanging out in the yard and the mom comes out and says, now I got to go see uh, it's the grand finals of Mother of the Year. So I guess she's, you know, going to win Mother of the Year. Yeah. Spoiler Um, alert. She does win. I thought that was so good for her. (laughs) She came back with a a trophy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And she says, all right, Buttons, watch Mindy. Stay out of the Rose Garden. Uh, I, I hope nothing happens to Mindy. Uh, she's playing with a little, uh, bunny stuffed animal and then she sees an actual bunny. Uh, but this one's not your ordinary bunny. This one's, uh, wearing a vest and he's looking at his watch. He's like, I gotta be lit. I'm going to be late. Uh, and he sings the little song, but not the one you're thinking of. It's and then he... tardy, <laughs> exactly tardy for the party. I'm tardy for the royal croquet party. No time to waste. I must make haste. I'm tardy to a party. But uh, there's this whole thing. They end up falling into the tree, and they're falling forever. And Mindy gets to see a bunch of things from her past, and then she hits the floor. And uh, then they're they're now in Wonderland. Um, they're they're at a mad tea party, um, and the Mad Hatter is upset because the tea's been spilled, even though. Uh, there's still tea on the table, and he throws it all, and he's going to make an espresso, and he throws Mindy in, too, but Buttons stops it and pushes her out of the way just the last second, and then he falls in, of course. Oh, no. And then uh, Mindy's off chasing the bunny again, and uh, I think now they go to eat food or drink liquid, and uh, so they... You know, the bunny eats a cookie and Mindy eats a cookie and they get really small. And then Buttons comes in. He drinks the milk and he gets really big and then he eats a cookie and then he uh, falls really far because he was so high up. And then Mindy's like walking around. And she sees some cards play- painting some roses red. And she's like, what are you doing? They're like, we're painting the roses red so we don't get a char- head chopped off by the queen. And then the queen comes and like, we love the queen. That's what the cards say because they're scared of the queen. But... uh <laughs> Then the, the Mindy's like, uh, hi, lady. And the queen's like, I'm not a lady. I'm the queen. And then Mindy goes on trial for calling the queen a lady instead of queen, which is, you know, kind of rude. Um, and then they uh, decide to chop off her head. They, they're all running away and they trip and fall. And then they fall out of the tree and uh, Buttons ends up falling into the rose bushes and uh, that's when the mom comes back and yells at him, say, hey, don't I told you to stay out of the rose bushes, but look at my trophy. And there you go. <laughs> but look at my trophy. <laughs> exactly. Um, I think it was all a dream because uh, what, like how are they falling down and then they fell up? Yeah, the way sense. they the way they actually ended it and got back into the the place at the end was a little like. Well, they just fell down into some trees. That was a little 
how that how that worked was a little confusing. Mm-hmm. But um, and yeah, so and and you know, since the other two segments are about dreaming, I would say this one is too. Well, and I mean, the original Alice in probably, Wonderland, right? The original Alice in Wonderland. She woke up against the tree. So exactly. Sure. Uh, Buttons must have just been uh, sleepwalking, and <laughs> so he really did bushes. get into the rose bushes. Yeah, exactly. This time it was not Mindy's fault. <laughs> she stayed on the tree the entire time. Yeah. Oh, poor Buttons. <laughs> well, what were some of your favorite moments of this uh, Alice in Wonderland? Now, T- Kelly, I know there were no teacups in this one, but were there any moments in this that you did particularly like? I I thought the espresso machine at the tea party was funny. You've ruined my tea. Can I forgive you? I guess so. Instead of tea, we'll have espresso. Well, you know, I showed this cartoon to the kids at my school. um, And, you know, I was just doing stuff. I was like, this is what it's called multitasking, ladies and gentlemen. Lunch break comes over. You're like, oh, I need to watch Animaniacs for for the podcast. And there's kids here. Well, let's put this on and see how they like it. And the kids really did like that that moment where uh, they they were getting very concerned for Buttons as he went into that huge machine of what was going to happen to him. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, "Oh no, you don't you throw that dog!" Is what they think that, or don't you throw that baby? Of course they they did, and poor Buttons got squished, but he's fine. Um, yeah. Nathan, what were what was something you liked about it? Um, Tweedledee and Tweedledumber, or Dumb and Dumber. Well, Tweedle yeah, Dumb but... and Tweedle Dumber, I think is what, because they're yeah, from Dumb Tweedle. and Dumber. Hi, Mr. Log Guys. What you doing? I'm Tweedle Dumb. I'm Tweedle Dumber. Together, Together we, we like lifting lumber. And then uh, the seeing the Operation Lollipop and mindy 500 stuff that was kind of cool yeah what was that whistle stop mindy that was the other one that was referenced when they went down i thought that was a really cool self-referential thing you know yeah like like something for the fans right there like hey remember that mindy and buttons which yeah i remember that one yeah (laughs) (laughs) these are other ones yeah these are Um, other ones that were very similar to this one yeah what about fun what about bernadette peter's uh, coming back, Kelly, what did you think about her uh, role as the Cheshire Cat? Yeah, I thought that was awesome because I love Bernadette Peters. Why look for a rabbit when you can look for me? But perhaps I can help you. Now let me see. Bunny kitty, see fuzzy bunny? He may have gone left or he may have gone right. But one thing is certain, he's gone out of sight. I don't know. Now, do you think this? it was her playing rita as the cheshire cat or was it because she just referenced as the cheshire cat and the credits and everything so is it a separate cat or is it just rita i thought it was sort of rita as the cheshire cat yeah that's that's what i looked a little different what was that she looked i mean she looked a little different obviously yeah yeah that might have just been the animation though yeah that's true (laughs) yeah you never know with rita she's looked like a a cat sometimes and like a squirrel. And of course she, she has the ability to turn herself into a bat <laughs> Remember that time where she sang and she turned herself into a bat with wings mm. at one point. You never know what these cartoon characters, they have, a, they have amazing powers. They can do whatever they want. Uh, so, but it was cute, right? I mean, this is, I don't know. It felt, I mean, there were some good gags. Like I really liked the references to the Disney classic uh, movie 
like especially when like buttons gets really big and he looks like Alice does, you know, poking like with the straw roof around mm-hmm. him and stuff. I thought that looked really cool and it was a funny gag when he became small and fell because of that. But it just felt like I don't know, it felt longer. Like this one felt like it dragged for some reason. And um I don't know. I I should have liked I kept telling myself I should be liking this cartoon more <laughs> than I am right now. And I'm not quite sure why, but because I admire their, you know, their ability to to parody Alice in Wonderland and did it quite well. But maybe it's because I'm just tired of the story of Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> I don't know. <gasps> I Well, not the teacups, just I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, by the way, Kelly, have you gone on the Alice in Wonderland ride since it's been revamped lately on uh, in Disneyland? Well, I've, I've only been to Disneyland twice in my life. Ooh. And so the time was during celebration i think when you were there yeah yeah and so has it been revamped since then i think i don't think so i think i think that was right after it got revamped with like the yeah well anyway you you probably wouldn't remember like the the before and after anyway (laughs) since it was revamped they they changed the uh the outside of it so that people could have handrails and stuff but Oh, okay. Now, Nathan, you have an annual pass to Disneyland. When's the, when's the last time you went on the Alice in Wonderland ride? Well, oh, the, mm, ah, I don't know, like seven months ago? I don't know. <laughs> it's not a priority. But... Yeah, it's and it's always a long line. Yeah. It's always a long line for that. The teacups is easy to get on. Teacups you can get well, on and off. Because it's like a two-minute ride. And it has a high capacity. Because <laughs> it's like 16 cups times however many people are. But I, I sit there and I'm like, okay, so there's so many people in line in front of me. They can do so many teacups this amount of time. So how many minutes is it going to be until I can get on the teacup? <laughs> oh, did I just admit that? I'm just impressed with the fact that you know how many teacups are actually on the ride. <laughs> well, I, I could be wrong, but I think... I, they have it's like in Disney World. I think it's like four circles, basically in the big circle, and I I think there's like four cups in the three or four cups in each circle. Mm-hmm. How many times? I could be wrong. Now you go on the teacups like in a, like a marathon runs, right? Just on off on off. I will. I'll usually do three times in a run. Um, like first when I get there, and then the line starts backing up a little bit, and I. I generally try to avoid it early afternoon because everybody's in fantasy land then. Yeah. Um, and then I'll do like, I make sure I get some evening runs in too. So that's when I did the majority of mine last time because everybody's out in front of the castle for the fireworks. So I'm like, I have this thing all to myself. Yeah. And what's what I really like, especially, well, I've never been to the Disney World teacups, but what I especially like about the Disneyland teacups is... Just the setup with the open air, uh, setup with the lanterns everywhere and everything. It's so pretty at night. And um, every now and then, like, you know, you, the parade goes right by it, too. So if you go on it during a parade, you get this weird psychedelic experience of spinning around and seeing, like, weird stuff going by you at the same time. And it's crazy. I love the teacups. Not every trip. I don't go on every trip like you, Kelly, but... But when I do go on the teacups, I do have fun. It is, it's it's a it's a fun place to fun thing to do. I was just looking it up because you know me, I have to get my facts straight. Um, apparently, Disney the Disneyland teacups 
are um they have 18 cups whoa so that's that's a lot more than i i mean that's that's more than i thought well we can always talk about this in our spinoff series the teacup cast i would be completely down with that I think, uh, oh, we have one more segment. I was about to get to our water tower rating, but we can't get to it yet because there's one more segment to do. And it doesn't really have a, well, I guess it does have a name. It's called Ralph's Wedding. And Ralph's Wedding, well, we don't know who wrote this. It doesn't have a title card. But um, the synopsis is basically that Ralph is getting married and the entire cast of Animaniacs, uh, well, most of them anyway, Dot is there, but Yakko and Wacko were, for some reason, not there. Uh, maybe they were late. I don't know. But for whatever reason, Ralph is getting married, which to me, I'm immediately going, why is Ralph getting married? I thought he was already married. Well, anyway, we'll answer that question in a minute. Uh, he's getting married, and every, he's like, will you take this bride to be, well, this woman to be your bride? And he says, I will, and I do. Uh, and, of course... The bride, before, instead of saying I do, clucks, because the bride is Chicken Boo, and everyone is shocked. And do you take Ralph to be your lawful wedded husband? (laughs) You can't marry her! She's a chicken, I'm telling you! A giant chicken! I love chicken! And uh, including characters we haven't seen for a while, like Miss Flamille and Weena, Weena, Vina Walline. That, that's her name? The deer? Anyway, Bumby's mom. <laughs> and, it's kind of like being in the Muppets Take Manhattan uh, and like everybody from all over comes and joins Yes, us. this cast of Sesame Street and everybody. Somebody's, that was the best thing ever. Somebody's getting married today. Wedding, wedding, big and forgive wedding. <laughs> well, I love the Muppets Take Manhattan, actually, because <laughs> we, uh, I mean, I actually remember seeing that in the theater, and that wedding scene is is so good. It's one of those storybooks. It's my favorite Muppet movie, I think. That and I, then oh, that and then Chris, Muppet Christmas. After that, is probably yeah. So those yeah. are so great. Yeah. Well, um, let's talk about our favorite moments from this short. Oh, wait, I didn't talk about it yet. I didn't finish the segment. <laughs> so after the wedding, it's Chicken Boo. And then he wakes up and turns out he's just he's uh, been dreaming. And of course, his real wife is there, his clone <laughs> that looks just like Ralph. And apparently he was dreaming about Chicken Boo because he had been eating chicken with his wife before going to bed. And uh, Chicken Boo is on the cover of the thing like Colonel Sanders. And they loves chicken. Yeah, we loves chicken. <laughs> and that's the end of that cartoon. So there we go. It's a very <laughs> short cartoon. There's not much to it. Um, what do you guys think about it? Uh, Nathan, what did you think about this Ralph sweating at the end? Um, It was fine. Yeah, it was fine. If you look at the invitation, you get to learn a bit, a little bit about Ralph. Did you see any yeah. of those details? Um, you realize his dad's name, right? Or yeah, his dad's his, name like, on there, which I forget. I don't really care about that, but his dad Randolph is alive. Yeah. <laughs> the most important thing is that his name is Ralph T. Guard, like the guard. Yeah, like Crow like T. It. Robot. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but that was, that was that was fine. But uh, Kelly, any any thoughts on this last cartoon here? I I feel like somebody was sitting around with a bucket of chicken, thinking, "How can we turn this into a cartoon?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Too many fever dreams of chicken. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and get to our water tower rating for today's episode. What do you guys think? Out of five water towers, how many would you give this episode? Um, Nathan, let's start with you. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, I will give it um, like three, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> like, it was just fine. Like, I can't think of any, I don't know, maybe two and a half. Three. I'll go with three. Whatever. I'll be generous. Three <laughs> water towers. Okay. Kelly, what about you? I um I I got distracted again because I was thinking when he said three, I was like, three, it's the number of the counting and counting <laughs> of the number shall be three. Um Monty Python and the Holy Girl. But I, I'm gonna go with three and a half. I, I will be extra generous. And uh I'm only knocking it because, you know, there were no really no warners in it and no fun songs. Um but I have always loved the Alice in Wonderland story, obviously, and I I thought the the hip hippos was pretty great with the brain and um, something fresh. We hadn't really seen anything like that before, and uh, yeah, and the end segment reminded me of Muppets to Take Manhattan, so I thought it was fun seeing you know all these characters that that we hadn't seen in a while, and you know I always love little nods like that. You know, it makes you feel smart for having seen all the other episodes. Yeah, well, you know, with that in mind, I'll go ahead and give it a three and a half as well. I was going to go with Nathan and give it a three, but, you know, like I said earlier, this, I think this might be the best hip hippos and mostly do because of brain. Um, but it was a good way to send off the characters, I suppose. You know, it was, uh, it was cute. It was not, it, it was, it was good. I liked it. It was not fantastic, but it was good. <laughs> so there we go. So three and a half, three and a half, and three from Nathan. This is Pinky, and you're listening to Animaniacast. You know why? Because you're going to take over the world. No. Let's go ahead and get to our poll results because we have we've had some we've had a couple of special episodes uh, within the past few weeks. Uh, <laughs> of course, we had Nathan and I just discussed an Animaniacs comic book last week, which uh, you know it was fine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's no episode of Animaniacs, but it's still fun to talk about those things. Uh, and of course, the big episode, if you haven't heard our interview with uh, Sherry Stoner and uh, Tom Ruger, you got to listen to that episode. It's, it was such a great experience and uh, really a lot of fun. But before all those special episodes, we had a poll and it was about the hip hippos. And we asked the following question, which of these hip hippos cartoons from Animaniacs is your favorite. And I'll go for the choices starting at the bottom. 10% said Amazing Gladiators. 16% said La Behemoth. 35% said Noah's Lark. But 39% said it was a moving experience. And that's, of course, I think that might have... If it wasn't the first one, it was basically the one where they... I think it was the second one, but it was the origin of the hip hippos yeah, at the same time. It's the pilot, but the, like it didn't show 
the, yeah, it's a little out of order, but it's the one it's like a prequel. First, yeah, it's a prequel. <laughs> um, but anyway, so th- that was the winner right there. A moving experience. So, which of those cartoons did you like the most, uh, Nathan? Let's start with you. Noah's Lark was my favorite of those. And why did you like it? Uh, you get to see Pinky in the Brain. You get some funny jokes in there. I thought it was it was a different kind of uh, hip hippos cartoon All that right. I liked. Kelly. Noah's Lark. And I think I know why. Why? Because Indiana Jones shows up. That's right. <laughs> I knew that you were going to say that. Um, <laughs> I know. It, 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 what? It wasn't shocking? I know. Not shocking at all. It's very Spielbergian answer. Um, <laughs> I named my dog Indiana. What do you expect? Exactly. Uh, I'll, you know what? And I'll go ahead and say Noah's Lark as well, because yeah, like you guys said, it has that Spielberg stuff and it's different. It uh, has a little funny. St- we had some funny stories behind it that, again, I'll, I'll refer you to the Sherry Stoner and Tom Ruger uh, interview that we did, because, of course, they did different names for their <laughs> their, their writing credits on there. So we get to hear a little funny information about Noah's Lark on our one of our latest episodes. So. Ah, I'll give it to Noah's Lark. Good episode. Well, let's go ahead and get to today's poll, though. So, Nathan, what do we have for today's poll? Okay, so um, we just had our last Mindy Buttons and our last Hip Hippos. So the question is, which would you rather uh, have returned for the reboot between Hip Hippos and Mindy and Buttons? Uh, So you could choose from uh, Mindy and Buttons. You could choose uh, Hip Hippos. And uh, I guess you could choose both, or you could choose neither. So there you go. So it's Which one, one or the other, or both, both or, or neither. A <laughs> <laughs> lot of possible choices for this one. Yes. How much do you like these, and which one do you like, and which one do you not like, I guess? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, uh, before we close up shop, I think it's important to share some new podcast feedback that we got so nathan hit us with the feedback song it's the feedback song for the reviews on podcast of the apple app (laughs) that's right you have to leave your podcast reviews on apple podcasts (laughs) because uh, (laughs) otherwise we don't see it (laughs) yeah otherwise i mean you could have put them someplace else and if you did thank you Uh, but unfortunately it's hard for us to see them when they're on something else and the other thing is um all of our visibility and on other podcast apps and everything all comes from Apple. So even if you use Stitcher or Podbeam or YouTube or whatever, uh, really, unfortunately, what you have to do, if you have like a PC and an Android phone, if you write a review by downloading the iTunes application to your PC, and then writing a review for the podcast there. You can do it there and it'll get involved. Oh, it's, it's so, so complicated. complicated. It's Just so. Buy an iPhone, I guess. You know, uh, how yeah. much is that? Like $1,500? Something like know? that. You know, you get on a payment plan. It's old. It's manageable. Uh, <laughs> and then if you don't like the iPhone, you just put it in the drawer, whatever. And just, ret- just take it out whenever you need to write a review and then yeah, put it back away. It's yeah. all good. Uh, but if you do leave a review for us, we appreciate them so much that we will make sure that we send you a a decal um, to uh, to say thank you. Uh, so all you have to do, if you have sent us a review or you will be sending us, well, you have to send it in first. But as soon as you send in a review, 
Whether it's tomorrow or it's been in the past, if you just send us an email, which is animaniacast at retrozap.com, and just send us your uh, address, then I'll send you out an Animaniacs decal just as a way of saying thank you. Because, yeah, especially if you, I mean, if you have an iPhone, it's not too hard. But, man, if you don't have an iPhone, it can be a pain in the butt to get the review on here. Let's find a friend with an iPhone. There you go. There you go. Perfect. Do that. Just find the first person that has an iPhone, grab it from them, download the Apple Podcast app. Oh, boy, it's still complicated. Okay, here we go. (laughs) So this review is called Perfectly Zany, and it's a five-star review. And this is from Jen from Long Island, New York. And she says, and I'm not going to read this in a Long Island accent. I I could, but it would be so offensive, so I'm not going to, Jen. Um, it says the following, I just found this podcast and actually listened to the first five episodes today. I was looking for something fun and amusing to listen to that would make me laugh and smile while I was at work. I also listened to Talking Tunes, and I love listening to that one as well. I like hearing all the voice actors do all the characters. I also like the fact that you play the clips, meaning us here at the Animaniacast, <laughs> you play the clips and the songs from the show. It was a very fun show. I am a Generation Xer, hate the name, but I probably caught Animaniacs at the time of the Fox Kids Hour when they had all those Young Hercules shows too, which I don't quite remember Young Hercules. It sounds vaguely familiar, but we're all Animaniacs here. (laughs) Anyway, she says, goes on to finish and says, it was a fun time for kids. Keep up the good work. So thank you very much, Jen. And if, uh, hey, Jen, if you send us your info, she's on the first five, maybe she's on the 10th episode by now. So she still may not listen to this one for months in the future. But Jen, when she gets to it, if we're all spinning around the sun in a few months, (laughs) send us an email, animaniacast at retrozap.com, and we'll send you out an Animaniacs decals way of saying thank you. Well, I think it's time to get to some contact information. So... Kelly, where can people get in contact with you online? They can email me, Kelly at BigShinyRobot.com, or find me on Twitter at Yoda Princess, Y-O-D-A-P-R-N-C-S-S. And Nathan, what about you? I'm on Twitter, uh, DjangoFT. That is me, Joey. <laughs> okay. And as for the Animaniacast, we are on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. We have a YouTube account as well, and... Of course, we're over at Discord as well. You can join us over at discord.animaniacast.com. You can talk to us as well as other RetroZap podcast hosts and RetroZap writers. And we all talk about Animaniacs, but there's tons of different pop culture stuff, discussions going on all the time over there. It's a really positive community, and we'd love to see you over there. So that'll wrap it up for today's episode. So for Nathan and Kelly, this is Joey saying, Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds of the Animaniacs characters or any other Animaniacs-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Warner Brothers, Amblin Entertainment, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacast unless otherwise indicated. Okay, lady, I love you. Bye-bye.
me out to the game. That's right, it is the playoff season. And uh, it's a great time to uh, go check out a game. And while you're there, go to Amazon.AnimaniCast.com to pick up, uh, I don't know, some Animaniac stuff or just anything else over at Amazon. Uh, Just use that link, Amazon.AnimaniCast.com and you could find a bunch of whatever, whatever they sell at Amazon. You just buy it there. And uh, that way you get your good Amazon prices plus a little bit of it goes towards the Animaniacast podcast. You could also go to tpublic.animaniacast.com as well and uh, get some cool uh, Animaniacs designs as well for a shirt or a sticker or uh, I don't know, whatever you want. So uh, there you go, amazon.animaniacast.com and tpublic.animaniacast.com. Dot com. Head on over there and let's make it a touchdown.